freedom. The power to determine our actions without restraint. Freedom is surveying all the options and deciding which one is best for you. Freedom is sleeping soundly every night while courageous men and women are awake and protecting us. Freedom is the ability to worship God whenever, wherever. Freedom is dreaming. Freedom is creating. Freedom is loving. Freedom is expressing any disagreement with any political party. Freedom is launching a business in the middle of fear and uncertainty. But the highest freedom we can ever receive was purchased on our behalf, on a hill outside of Jerusalem. As Jesus freely offered himself for us, our shackles were broken and our chains were removed. His death became our life. His shame became our glory. And we have been set free to live, to love, and to serve people with clear and open hearts. So today we celebrate and we praise God for granting us this undeserved gift that invites us to become truly and completely free. If you have served our country or currently serving our country right now, you do me the biggest favor in the world and stand to your feet. We'd love to honor you this morning. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for your sacrifice that we can enjoy the freedoms that we have to this day. How many of you have been enjoying Proverbs? Yes. Others of you are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> We've been in this series called Summer Wise and Summer, still a great title. I think it is. But we have been going through the book of Proverbs as a church how many of you doubled up this past Friday and read 30 and 31? All right. If you haven't, catch up. Because 31 was the best chapter. Women, you know what I'm talking about? Yes? You get a chapter all dedicated to yourselves. That's amazing, right? The men got 30 chapters, the women get one. I'm just kidding. That was a bad joke. But anyway... Go back and read 30 and 31 together if you didn't read both of those. But I think I've come to the conclusion after reading Proverbs that I just feel like I am reading Twitter 2,000 years ago. Anybody else? You feel like you're reading a series of tweets as you're going throughout mic drop statements that you're like, man, that was good, that was good. Hopefully, you feel me on that. I'm like, man, Twitter was around a while back. Just turn to the book of Proverbs. Well, how many of you have ever had this thought before and said, man, I would never want that job? Anybody ever said that? I would never want that job. Well, if you've never had that thought, just think of these jobs, okay? Here's the first one. 
would you like to be a sewage inspector? Y'all didn't think about that until now, did you? You did it. Here's another one. A head lice inspector. Anybody itching? Yeah, some of you already reach for your head. How many of you would have loved to work at the DMV? I had three people approach me first service and said, I actually work for the DMV. I'm just kidding. I didn't have anyone approach me. But I would not want that job. Not want any of those jobs, but one job that I definitely would not want that I think of often, especially during graduation services, is the job of reading off all of the names. I don't want that job. I do not do well with pronouncing names, spelling names correctly, you name it. I do not do well with that. Parents, anybody feel me to where sometimes you even get your kids' names incorrectly? I didn't realize it until I became a parent, but sometimes I will call McKenzie Brooklyn and Brooklyn McKenzie. I will do it. I am guilty of it. But names are important. Do you agree? Names are extremely important. They're important to people because... Some of you spent months, some of you spent years thinking through what name you're going to give your son or your daughter. Some of you are just like, man, that name sounds amazing, and you just gave him that name, okay? And others of you were like, man, I really love my last name. When you got married, you lost that last name. Or you begin to think for a second, do I really want his last name, okay? Because my, wa- my wife had a pretty cool last name of Leopard, great last name of Leopard, and she got Hux. Can you believe that? The sacrifices she had to make. But our names are important. But let me ask you this. What do people think about when they hear your name? What do people think about when they hear your name? This is one of the first characteristics that comes to mind follower of Jesus, anything about Jesus, is it? If you check out, you fall asleep, your coffee doesn't kick in, this is what I want you to remember this morning. Your name matters, so let's make it matter. Your name matters, so let's make it matter. Some of you might be thinking, well, what if my name is Judas? It still matters. It does. Your name matters. I can list off some other names. Your name still matters. It does. And if God values you having a good name, we must value having a good name. Some of you were given, some of you might have bypassed, it's okay, but some of you were given when you walked in a name tag. Any of you have that name tag? You have it? Wave it around the air like you just don't care? Hey, yeah. You do me a huge favor. If you haven't done so already, take it off, stick it on your shirt. That's your name. If you haven't already written your name, take time, write your name on there. Because I don't want y'all sitting right now. I don't. So this is what I want y'all to do. 
As you're writing your name down, you stick it on your shirt. If you could do me a favor, stand to your feet and find someone and introduce yourself. Can you do that? Stand to your feet, introduce yourself. It could be just turning around. You got someone behind you. <laughs> You can make your way back to your seats. Hopefully you met someone new this morning, got a chance to introduce yourself. Hopefully you let them know, hey, your name matters. It does, it matters. If you have your copy of God's word with you, if you could turn with me to the book of Psalms. I'm just kidding, if you could turn me to the book of Proverbs, you're still asleep. We are going through the book of Proverbs even in the month of July, going through it twice. Some of you are like, I don't know if I'm going to get anything new, reading through it twice. I want to encourage you, maybe change your translation for this month, and maybe you'll get a fresh perspective on the book of Proverbs if you feel like, oh, I don't know if I'll glean anything new. I've already underlined stuff that I want to underline. Change the translation and go through it that way. Is everyone there? Proverbs chapter 22. I didn't tell you what chapter. Proverbs chapter 22. Hopefully you have your Bible apps out or your Bibles. If not, it's on the screen. Chapter 22, verse 1. Here it says, A good name slash reputation is to be chosen or more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed or held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. So let me illustrate that for you this morning. You ready? A good name is what? More desirable than great riches. This is off the set of Pirates of the Caribbean, right here. More desirable than great riches a good name is. A good name is better than, a good name is greater than, a reputation is better than all the riches in the world. To be held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. Your name matters, so let's make it matter. If I could sum it up for you in one statement, let me sum it up this way. Your name is priceless. Your name is priceless. There's one business that models this extremely well, that when I thought of what Proverbs could I what proverb could I preach on? This marked me five years ago. I had the opportunity to take some students uh, to tour the Chick-fil-A headquarters. Anybody want Chick-fil-A right now? Supposedly, I don't know if this is a rumor, if it's true, they open Wednesday. Tentatively, 
Wednesday, God willing. Prayers, can we just pray right now? <laughs> Tentatively, Wednesday, Chick-fil-A will open. Make sure to follow them, okay? But I had the opportunity to tour Chick-fil-A headquarters, and right when I get there, they give you a nice little special guest backstage tour. I'm like, man, what's up, right? I put this on my neck. I'm having my tour. I noticed something pretty significant on here that Truett Cathy wanted to put on here because as you go to the backstage tour, you see these headquarters. In 1929, this is what it says, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. Truett Cathy, says, in grammar school, this scripture was chosen by Truett with the help of his mother, was selected to be the class verse for the week. This verse helped solidify in his mind the importance of building one's reputation and influence his choices in life and business. And as you tour, you go to his office, you'll see his office right here. You have the cow sitting in the chair replacing him right now. Thought that was pretty funny. Anyway, and right there on his desk, he has his Bible open to Proverbs chapter 22, verse... One, And you know what they put on here? Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1. Is there anybody who has a good name right now? I would say it's Chick-fil-A. Because some of you are like me, I get it. You want Chick-fil-A on Sundays. But he wanted to provide for people to have a Sabbath and be able to go to church as a family along with so many other things that you can think of. See, he realized that a good name is what? It's priceless. It's greater than all the riches in the world. It's priceless. Absolutely priceless. Let me ask you this. This might be a loaded question. But what are people going to say about you at your funeral. What are they going to say? What are they going to say about your name? What are they going to say about it? Because if we truly value a good name, then the first point I want to make is we must value character. We must value character. Character is extremely important if we're going to have an incredible name, character must be important to us. See, this text lets me know a good name is more desirable and great riches. So you know our value should be placed, our value should be placed in who we are, not what we have. If Solomon, the wisest person to ever live, even in Ecclesiastes 7, verse 1, found it important to say a good name is more desirable, is greater than even the finest perfume, he even says it's greater than the greatest riches in the world, he's saying, guys, who we are is so much more important than what we own and have because we can't take this with us. What legacy do we want to leave when it comes to our name? What kind of name do we want to pass down to our kids? What kind of name do we want to pass down to our grandkids? Like, what kind of name do we want to leave? What do we want to leave? 
See, if we're gonna be people of character, we must do what is right in God's eyes. We must do what is right in God's eyes if we're truly, if we truly value character, if we truly value having a good name. We must do what is right in God's eyes. Because we know he's watching. When nobody else is watching, we know he is watching. Which brings me to my next point. Character is developed when nobody else is watching. Character is developed in the dark. See, sometimes our character shows in pressure situations, but where our character is developed, where our character is formed, is when nobody else is watching. So how are we working on our character? One of the best ways we've had the opportunity to work on our character is by going through the book of Proverbs. You're forming your character. How you work on your character is you work on your walk with Jesus. If we're going to produce the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, we must spend time with the Spirit. Some of us want to produce joy, want to produce peace in our lives, but if we're not ever plugging into God's word and abiding in him, how are we ever going to produce the things that Jesus wants us to produce? We keep wondering why our character is coming out in anger, our character, our characteristics are coming out in frustration, like you name it, in jealousy and all these things. It's because we're not working on our character. I don't know if you've noticed, but all throughout Proverbs, like Solomon has put a high value on having great character. If you flip with me a little bit to Proverbs 28, verse 6, this is what it says. It says, better a poor man whose walk is blameless than a rich man whose ways are perverse. Anybody thankful they're poor this morning? That was a joke. It says, better a poor man whose walk is blameless than a rich man whose ways are perverse. If you go on to Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10, it says, a wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. Worth far more than rubies. A wife of noble character. We must value character. We must value developing our character when nobody else is watching. How do we do that? Well, let me give you a practical example. Anybody shop at Walmart and get groceries? Every once in a while, yeah. Some of you are like, no, I'm team Publix, BOGO, or whatever. Anyway, occasionally I go into Walmart, and I don't know why Walmart doesn't pay me, because I got to scan my own groceries. They should be paying me, right? So I will go to Walmart, get some groceries. I'm scanning my own groceries. If I actually have one of my daughters with me, they're like, Dad, I want to beep it. Can I beep it, Dad? I want to beep it. I'm like, no, stay away, right? So I ring up all my groceries. I'm wheeling the buggy out to the car. I am loading my trunk with these groceries, and I notice that one thing's not bagged. I have milk in my cart that I forgot to scan. Brooklyn notices. I notice. I'm like, we're keeping it. That thing's 10 bucks. 
I was like, no, Brooklyn, we got to go back inside. She said, why you go back inside? I said, I didn't pay for it. I didn't scan it. It was your fault. (laughs) So I go back inside, scan the milk, pay for it, come back out. In that moment, was I going to prove to my daughter whether I was a person of character or not, to steal milk or not? So you're like, it's just milk, but it's not just milk. Because to her, it would have left a lasting impact on her that dad steals. But I wasn't a stealer, was I? This is what it says in Luke chapter 16, verse 10. It says, if you are faithful in the little things, you'll be faithful in the large ones. But if you're dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. Are we faithful in the little things? Because I know firsthand, even people who worked alongside me, how God has used them because they were faithful in the little things. Will we be people who are faithful in the little things because some of you want to be entrusted with big things, but God's not going to entrust you with big things because you're not being faithful in the little things. Some of you want that promotion. You want whatever, and God's like, you haven't been faithful in the little things. Some of you wonder why you don't have more money, and it's because you haven't been faithful with the money God's given you. I'm not preaching prosperity gospel up here. Don't hear me. But I just want to encourage you, be faithful in the little things. I love what even Charles Spurgeon said. He said, a good name is gained by godly consistency. A good name is gained by godly consistency. Can we be consistent on a daily basis to do the little things that are going to compound and they're going to add up to a large impact in our lives? I love what even D.L. Moody said. He says, if we take care of our character, our reputation will take care of itself. Are we going to take care of our character? Therefore, our reputation is going to take care of itself. So if we're going to get a good name, if we're going to achieve a good name, when it's all said and done, we must value character. Here's my next point. We must value credibility. Must value credibility. The second part of that verse says, To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. To be held in high esteem, to be respected, to have a favorable opinion about you is to be esteemed It's better than silver or gold. Are we valuing credibility? I'll ruffle a little feathers for a second. You ready? Think about this store and what their credibility is, their reputation is right now. You ready? I'll just mention this, Target. Some of you are like, I haven't shopped there in the last two months. Some of you are like, I just went in for Starbucks and I came right out. (laughs) Throw this out there, Bud Light, their reputation. Well, you can see how our reputations can be, right? Just with small decisions that we make. See, some of you, even when you chose the vehicle that you drive, you chose it off of who made it, right? And have you ever heard of Henry Ford? 
Yes, y'all know who I'm talking about? He's got a pretty cool last name. It's kind of like this, you know? His last name's Ford. He did what? Ford. Anyway, this is what he said. He said, you can't build a reputation on what you're going to do. You can't build a reputation on what you're going to do. What are we going to do right now? Not what are you going to do. Like, what are you going to do right now? Because some of you maybe are sitting there and you're like, hey, I'm going to do something now. Can I encourage you to do it now? Do it today. When you go home, can you be a person of character? Can you begin to develop your character so that then you will value credibility, then your reputation will take care of itself? Because the life you live will determine the reputation that you leave. The life you're going to live is going to determine the reputation that you leave. Maybe some of you are like me and are you in groups like Fruitland Park, Word of Mouth, or Leesburg, Word of Mouth. Anybody? anybody? Yeah. I'm in those groups. I got to know what's going on. I like all the drama. I like it. Some of you will get in there too. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I like to see what people are saying. But if you really want to know about a business, you just jump in Fruitland Park, Word of Mouth, or Leesburg, Word of Mouth. You do. And I love how there's one business, they were actually here, the two owners were here, so I can talk about them. Um, they're here in the early service. But there's these two business owners that just got here pretty recently and they opened up a business called Icy King. Some of you might be familiar with it. It's by Ramshackles, great ice cream, some other stuff too. But there's a lot of things that they do to make sure that Icy King is known all about the name of Jesus. Because when you go in there, not only do they have Christian music playing, but they've done a great job of partnering with local churches. They've done a great job of partnering with First Academy of Leesburg to feed uh, their school lunches during the week. But there are people that I have the chance to brag on all the time because they've done an amazing job of leaving a good repu reputation. And they're coming on their year anniversary that they're known for not only their food and their products, but most importantly, they're known for the name of Jesus. When it comes to your reputation, students, whether it's at school, dads, whether it's at your office, what's your reputation? Let me ramp it up a little bit. Your most important reputation that you ever could have is in your own home. So if I were to ask your kids what kind of reputation you have, what would they say? So your character is who you are when no one's watching, right? Because you can be like me, and I can put on my church face and be like, good morning, how are you? Better yet, don't let me ask the kids, let me ask the spouse. Hey, what's your husband's reputation at the house? What is it? Because if there's anything that I can encourage you with, is seek to be well-known in your own home. Seek to be well-known in your own home. Can I encourage you to be famous at home? Don't be famous at the work. If your employees know you better than your kids or your spouse, you're not leaving a good name. If there's a name that you want to leave, 
If you want to be remembered by and have this great reputation, let it be at your own house. If you want to have a marriage that is built on God's word, make sure your spouse knows you best. Make sure she's the one that praises you the best. I don't want you to be known, well known at your business, your job, and come home and your wife's like, that's not the same guy. Even for me, I have to leave myself in check to where these students can know me well, but who I want to know me best is my own kids. I want to give them my time. I want them to know me best and know that I love them best more than I love y'all. And I love y'all. But are we seeking to be well known at home? Because if I were to even ask your kids over this past month, do you have a reputation of reading God's word? Dads, let me ask you this. Do you have a reputation of always delegating who's gonna pray when it comes to mealtime? Are you about to pray for the food? Hey, mom, you wanna pray? Hey, kids, you wanna pray? When the kids go to bed, who's praying? What reputation do you want to leave? What do you want to leave? Be famous at home. Some of you, maybe you're like me, you've had people say stuff about you before. Anybody else? Had people say something about you? Nobody's had people say something about them? Y'all hang around people? Can I encourage you with this when people say stuff? Because people are going to say stuff. They are. Let the people who know you the most define you the most. Don't let people who know you the least try and define you the most. But let people who know you the most define you the most. Like there's people who are close to me, who know me the most. Listen, you can define me all day long because you know me. But there's some people sometimes who will make a comment. I'm like, you don't know me. I love you, but you don't know me. Don't get me wrong. There's sometimes I need to be in check that their comment's valid. Their criticism is valid. But most of the time, when you hear somebody talking about you, don't value their opinion so much. Don't value their opinion so much because they might know you the least. They might not know you at all. And you know that's not true. But how are we gonna take care of our name? One of the best ways I can give you as I end this morning, one of the best things that I can give you is we take care of our name by living for his name. We will take care of our name by living for his name. Can I encourage you to live for his name? If you wanna make your name matter, live for his name because you're, you are living for eternity. You're living for things that are gonna outlast you. Make your name matter by living for Jesus and Jesus alone. But you could be here and you're like, oh, you don't understand. I've made mistakes in my life when it comes to my name. I don't know if I ever could recover this reputation that I have when it comes to my name. Well, think of people in the Bible who made mistakes just like you, whether it was David and Bathsheba, whether it was Peter opening his mouth, or whether it was Paul killing Christians before he became Paul. 
Listen, God can redeem your name even if you've made mistakes. Don't count yourself out. You can still make your name matter. You can. I love how Solomon put in here, he put a good name is more desirable than great riches. He didn't say a perfect name because he knew there was only one perfect name and that perfect name was Jesus. That's not how we should strive to live a perfect name, but a good name. A name that points anyone and everyone to Jesus. Maybe you're striving this morning to be famous, to be popular. That's not the goal of Christianity. Really the goal of Christianity is for your name to not even be known, but Jesus' name to be known. That when people think of you, they think of Jesus. It's not about people knowing you, it's about people knowing Jesus. We live to know Jesus and make him known like that's our goal in life. But you know the greatest name that we could ever have and ever carry? It's not my last name, it's the name Christian. The greatest name that I could ever carry is the name Christian. When we walk out these doors, those of you who know Jesus, like you carry Christ with you. You represent Jesus. And this is what I know to be true. One day, every single one of us are gonna die. We're gonna meet Jesus. And he's not gonna say, man, how famous were you? Or hey, like, who did you know? Tell me who you knew, and I will let you in here. Who did you know? Who do you know? Tell me who you know. All right, tell me how many followers you had. All right, tell me what people were saying about you on Fruitland Park, word of mouth. Tell me what people were saying about you on Leesburg, word of mouth. No, 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 like, he's not gonna say that. He's gonna wanna know, hey, do you have a relationship with me? It's not who you know, but it's whose you are. Are you a son or a daughter of Jesus? Because if not, he's gonna say, depart from me for I never knew you. The greatest name that you could ever carry is Christian. Do you have that name? If you have that name, can I encourage you to represent that name well, to make it matter, to keep pointing people to Jesus and seeing lasting impact, lasting change happen like never before. Because never forget, a good name is more desirable. A good name is greater than the greatest of riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. Make your name matter because it does matter. Let's pray. heads bowed and eyes closed this morning. Maybe you're here. You've come with family. You've come with friends. You've come for the very first time. You carry your family's name, but you don't carry the name as son or daughter of Jesus. You don't carry the name Christian. You've never at one point in your life said, Jesus, I admit it. I messed up. I'm a sinner in need of a savior. Jesus, I need you to forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I need to turn from my sin. I need to repent and turn to you. 
Maybe you're here this morning with heads bowed and eyes closed and you don't carry the name Christian. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. You know you need a relationship with Jesus and you're here. I just want to pray for you this morning. If that's you, if you do me the biggest favor in the world, just slip your hand up and slip it right back down. I just want to pray for you that you want that name, Christian. You want it. Don't want to miss one hand this morning. There are two hands for a service. Anybody second service say, you know what? I want that name, Christian. I want that name, son or daughter. I see those two hands in the back. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Maybe right where you sit, you were one of those ones that raised your hand right now. I want to invite you into a conversation with Jesus, that you were just talk to him right now, whether you're brave enough to raise your hand or not. Just talk to Jesus right now and say, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I confess you as Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. I repent. I turn from my sins. I turn to you. I ask you to forgive me of my sins, to come into my life, to change me, to save me. Maybe you're here and you know, man, I need to work on my character. Like I want to leave a good name. I want to value who I am greater than all the possessions in the world. And you know, you just need to begin to continue to have that consistency of working on your character. If that's you, if you could slip your hand up and slip it right back down. Say, man, I still need to continue to work on my character. See those hands, I see them. Jesus, I pray for God, your people, the ones who surrendered their lives to you, who turned to you and said, you know what, I want to walk out of here, not with my family name, but I want to walk out of here as a son or daughter of the Most High. I want to walk out of here as a child of God. God, I thank you that they're going to walk out in victory. God, I thank you that they're going to walk out forgiven. God, I thank you that they're going to walk out not lost, but found. God, I thank you that they're going to walk out not dead, but alive. Jesus, I'm thankful for your word that to have a good name is more desirable than all the riches in the world. God, I pray that we would be people who would spend time with you, that we would work on our character when nobody else is watching so that we would leave a good reputation. God, I thank you that the reputation of heritage is a church that loves the community, that wants to spread the love of Jesus, that we're a place where grace can happen, we're a place where redemption can be found. God, I pray that would continue to be the lasting impact at Heritage. God, as we continue to live for your name and your name alone, God, I thank you for the God that you are and that you continue to be. Pray all these things in the name of Jesus and all God's people say I want to thank you for joining us this morning. Maybe you're here, you made a decision or yet to make a decision. I'm going to be hanging out front. would love to talk with you. People would love to talk with you at guest services. Those of you who are still wearing your name tag, you can take it off tonight around 9 p.m. You can take it off when you leave here. Some other people were like, man, I just can't wait to like, get it off. Anyway. May I encourage you 
to leave even a good name as you eat. Maybe you're a little bit hangry because someone preached a little bit too long. But as you eat, leave a good name, leave a good tip. But no, we love y'all and we appreciate y'all. Tomorrow, don't forget Proverbs 3. And if you haven't read Proverbs 30 and 31 combined, you can catch up and read that too. Other than that, you guys have an amazing week. We will see you all next week.